You're listening to the Desperation Podcast, a generation in desperate pursuit of God. www.desperationonline.com. Everybody, welcome to the Desperation Podcast. I'm here with Pastor Brent Parsley. Hello, everybody. Youth pastor here at New Life Church. Incredible man, one of my dear friends. And uh, we want to just talk a little bit today about uh, successful youth ministry and some of the things that God's done here. Obviously, there's different uh, people doing successful things all over the country, and um, hopefully that this will be beneficial to you. Pastor Brent, takes just a second. Tell us a little bit of your journey, your story, of some of the, the big God story, some of the things that God's been doing here at TAG. I personally uh, absolutely adore TAG, love TAG. In fact, this last retreat that we went to was one of my favorite ministry experiences of my life and um let's just take a minute and just kind of tell some of the story yeah well, it's it's mine too uh and and uh, tag loves you by the way oh bro yeah i love them i feel it very very much so well tag of course is the the uh, high school group here um tag and jv tag and i i oversee both of those um uh i oversee the junior high group and then i uh teach the high school group and um, head that up every week. And it's true, man. God is really doing some great, great, incredible uh, things around here, especially in light of the season that we've been walking through and everything that has happened here uh, at New Life. God has been so faithful, and students have still remained so passionate. And uh, we're really excited about the discipleship that's going on, different directions that God seems to be taking us, and more intentional discipleship. And I guess that's really the thing about about where we've been and who we are and where we're going is that we've always done our very best to adhere to the main things, to just keep the main things the main things around here. So the when I came in, I didn't want to I didn't want to follow the typical shortcuts that I saw and I knew growing up in youth ministry. I saw all the things that and don't get me wrong, I've tried them all too, but um, but I saw all the, the, the gimmicks and the different things to try and make happen, whether it be the food to the different activities, to the, all the things that ended up to be not much more than babysitting. And so we decided to make the main things the main things and to adhere to uh, teaching the scriptures faithfully week in and week out, to make worship and prayer a, a massive dynamic every single week. Um, uh, and then, of course, to make the, the relationship, the discipleship component, really the other piece that we build on. So with those three things, that's how we've built this ministry. And when I came in here, um, you know, it, God was already doing great things. I had an incredible foundation to build on. And I just decided and, and felt the Spirit of God leading me, let's, let's focus on these three big ideas and see where God may take us. Yeah, which three big ideas? Those three big ideas right there. The, the Word of God every week. One. And a, just yep. a focus on it. Worship and prayer yep. being second. And discipleship relationships. Yeah, and I, I think that's uh, often a myth in youth ministry is that, that if I do all of these little marketing things well, I'll build my group. Whereas at the core, Jesus' last command to make disciples is what we're called to do, and we believe and have seen, I think we've seen clearly over the last seven years with TAG, that when you focus on making those disciples authentic disciples of Christ, thus building your meetings uh, around the ideas of heavy, desperate, go-after-God, yeah. uh, passionate pursuit, that those are the things that um, 
that remain over the length of time. And if you puff it up big with little stuff, it, it, it'll, it'll go away quick as well. Yeah. So it gets big quick, but it goes away quick, and it's not real. It's not, it's not true. And it's not authentic ministry, really. Right. It, it, I mean, your word babysitting is strong, but really possibly true. Sure. You know, it, to me it comes down to the old adage that I'm sure many youth pastors have heard, but the old adage of what you build it on, you have to maintain it on. And I knew that, that 10 years from now, and I, I've been here for seven and I, I hope to be here a lot longer. Uh, I plan on being here till uh, God has me go somewhere else, and I, I'm going to hopefully try to pray through that and resist it if I can. But you know, I just <laughs> I want to stay here for the long haul and do this. Um, and so I decided and knew that ten years from now, twenty years from now, I'm not going to want to uh, I'm not going to want to build on videos or um, the latest drama or the latest youth culture fad. But I know I'm going to want to build on the Bible, on prayer and worship, and on discipleship. That's going to be a non-negotiable for me. And I can do that. And as I get older, I know less about culture. <laughs> I get further and further away. So it just means I have to work harder and harder and harder to try to keep the maintenance based on that idea. Right. So it's been a really, really great, um, a great foundation for us. And it doesn't mean that we don't do any of the other things. Sure. Um, but because we do, we we market and we do fun things. We do do drama from time to time, but I never have to because we didn't build on it. Um, if we add it in, it's icing on the cake. Tag students don't come for it though; they come knowing what they're going to get. And you know what happens, Dan? Yeah. Is one of the things that I love so much about about tag is that um, you do draw those kinds of students. They know what they're going to get, so they come for it. Right. And and what that means is, and it takes a while. It is probably a little bit slower of a process to build, mm-hmm. but I think that the foundation is stronger. So what it means is you get that kind of student that's hungry for the word, hungry for worship and prayer, hungry for discipleship, hungry for making disciples. So your core of students is really, really strong. Mm-hmm. So you get a larger core of really strong students, and then it's them that you encourage and train in evangelism to go out and to pull in their friends. Because that's not my job. That's not what I do. And so, right. so me trying to rustle it up and get the best event idea so that I can bring in a whole bunch of kids, I don't have to do that. I say, hey, Jesus called us to go make disciples. Let's go do it. Let me give you, let me give you a, a tool here to go do it, whether that's a, a big night that we do or something like that. So that strong core of kids that's there every week, they go out and they find their friends and they bring them in. Yeah. One of the things that I think you've done such an excellent job with is giving divine focus uh, for youth ministry, uh, i.e. TAG, letting them know, letting the teenagers know why we exist. Yeah. And, I mean, it's pounded into their brains. Uh, I mean, you get it. Um, it's on, from your from your office wall to little uh, flyers mm-hmm. to websites. I mean, I, I, I feel like I'm always catching that one thing from TAG. Can you just talk about that a little bit, about how, you've, how you're getting teenagers to know what that main thing is and just tell the guys what... What yours is and how it's, how it's happening. Yeah, well, I we we just we just drill it. I mean, it's a week. There's probably not a week that goes by that I'll talk about Acts thirteen thirty six, and <laughs> like how, a broken record, I just over and over and over again, where it where the scripture says that David fulfilled God's purpose in his own generation. You know, that was a real personal life verse for me until you stole it. You know. Yeah, I know. I was really happy that <laughs> I was really happy I beat you to it here at the church, so that I was able to. Continue to run with it. But, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I think we can share, probably. Um, <laughs> share verses. 
Because how your name is David and whatnot. But <laughs> Brent fulfilled God's <laughs> Yes, he did. Uh, but yeah, the, they hear it all the time. Um, David fulfilled God's purpose in his own generation, and so that is the core and the goal of what we do is to help them find and fulfill God's purpose for their for their generation. So I, they hear from me that God is handing it out. He's handed out purpose to you. He's given it to you. You locate it, find it, we'll help you figure that out, and then go out and do it. And so um, they hear that every single week. They hear every week through our different prayer times. We're praying through mm-hmm. campuses or things in the middle of worship. We'll stop, and we do this just about every week where we'll stop and pray over campuses or pray over certain prayer needs. And uh, just about every one of those times, we'll say, you know, tag does not exist for tag. Exactly. We're not here for us. We're here to fill up on the life of God and then to go out and make a difference. And and they begin to catch it. And they have caught it. Yeah. And so you just drill that idea, take the verse, drill it over and over and over again, and and they can quote it. They know it. They say it. Yeah. Okay. It's, I mean, it shows up on things that we print. It, it shows up... Uh, like I said, just about every week. I mean, it is in my office on a on a huge poster. I mean, it's well, just... and I think if you're, I mean, if you're talking to a high school student in this church, they all know that verse and they'll talk about it. It's so funny what you, you know, basically what you feed them becomes language that they start to use. Right. And in even small groups, you know, that you find teen small groups here at New Life, they're all talking about serving God's purpose in this generation. What is their what is their purpose? Right. And so that's phenomenal. Okay, one thing I, I want to get on this podcast is uh, you've done such a phenomenal job of building a great staff as well as a as, as great volunteers. And obviously, uh, Ron Luce came here and talked about building, you know, doubling and discipling, and yeah. and and the importance of building a team. And uh, when I look at Jeremiah Parks and when I look at the volunteers that you've got from, you know. Josh and Shannon Koenig. I mean, all the different people. There's this camaraderie. There's it's fun. It's exciting. Um, There's a buzz. Uh, Talk a little bit about how you how you build your team. How how I mean, what what'd you do? Did you did you send out emails? Did you just? I mean, how do how do you build a team? Yeah. Well, I think in in this youth ministry world in particular, and probably in in most of these places where you're trying to work with and, and build teams, I think. Uh, the primary thing that happens is the one-on-one. You go after them and you get them. Yeah. You you track them down. You locate the people that you know are the people that are influencers, people that are passionate, people that are lovers of God, people that believe in these ideals. And um, you locate that thing in them, and then you go after them. You take them to Starbucks. You take them to dinner at your house. You um, sit in your office if you just got a few minutes. I mean, it's something where you pull them in and pitch vision and uh, heart to them because you you are the one. The youth pastor is the one that carries it. Right. And so to do the Sunday morning announcement, that's nice, but that doesn't get it. Right. Um, and all. So, so you got to go after him, pitch it. Now, of course, I've got Jeremiah, who's kind of my associate. And I've pitched that vision to him. He carries it. So he can go carry it. And, and he has been so responsible for building so much of this team. He oozes he's, it. He's a machine. Right. He's an incredible man. And so he does a great, great job and has done a great job building this team. So he'll pitch vision along with me. He'll take people out, pitch vision to them, and then get it in them. And, the, you know, another thing, though, that I think youth pastors fall short on 
is we can do it. So we can take people out, we can pitch vision to them, but our follow-up with that is not so good. So they, so they say, yes, I'm passionate, I want to disciple kids, I want to make it happen. How do I, what do I do now? Uh, I don't know, come to the meeting, see what happens. <laughs> so we've looked for the ways to really make our structure work and fit. And one of the, one of the really practical things we've done around our church is we've just said, if you are interested at all, so if I talk to somebody at Starbucks or if I pitch vision here or there in the hallway, or if we end up doing a, a massive um, pitch to the church, we say if you want to be involved in student ministry, you come on Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Mm -hmm. So everybody in this church knows now right. that if you want to be involved in discipling young people, you come on Wednesday night at 6.30. Which I could argue you may market that time frame Equally as much as I hear about, you know, sure tag times. Sure. Cause, because that's the only way that we grow this ministry. It's the only way that we make that third component, those discipleship relationships happen. So uh, I think I just said 6.30, but you come at 6, you come to three weeks in a row of uh, training, of vision, and heart, and uh, the systems of how TAG works. We explain the whole thing to them. Meanwhile, we're doing their background check and their application. So the time, background check, what does that mean? Well, uh, that means that you don't get axe murderers in your youth ministry. Right. So, so you run a, a legal... We run a legal, very thorough background check. And if you don't do this in your youth <laughs> ministry, you've got major, major trouble. I'm just highlighting that because that, I think for most of us, that sounds uh, a little... You know, stale. That's like, whoa, really? Yeah, you really do that. But that's just due diligence. That's due just diligence. Okay, you have to do it and make sure. And and so we, the the way that we do that, we get everything that comes up on their record. And so then you're required by law to discuss that with them and let them know that. So those make for interesting conversations with people. <laughs> yeah, did you know that you're an ex-convict? And you, that's that's always an awkward dynamic. But. Uh, but they go through that, get the background check, do their application, do an interview. So by the time about three, four weeks have gone by, now they're ready for some ministry placement to begin training under another leader and to begin to spread their wings in ministry. Mm -hmm. And so that's it. But that's the only thing the church needs to know. So, okay, what do I do? Come at 6. Then they come at 6, the system's outlined, and they start going. And because of that, really, Dave, over the course of... This last year, two years, you know, we've gone from really kind of fighting through and struggling and really working really, really hard to build those teams to now where we've got, um, you know, a couple hundred, 250 or so adult leaders volunteering in ministry here. Yeah. Now, that's a miracle. That is. That's a wonderful thing that God's done. That's awesome. Okay, another thing. Yeah. One of the things I love about TAG is that uh, you have supernatural emphasis and yet, you've you've managed to remain uh, culturally relevant, hmm. culturally cool, um, but you haven't given up on contending for the power of God, yeah. pressing for the presence of God, talking about holiness in meetings. I mean, you you let me just kind of scream that stuff that some some youth pastors would be like, dude, chill out a little bit, let's water it down. Oh, and, no way! And I've found that there is it is possible to be culturally relevant or culturally cool and really press for the presence of God, the power of God, uh, kids being set apart. Yeah. Um, even, even loading up on airplanes and going on mission trips all over the world. Yeah. Um, can you tell me some of the secrets, some of the dynamics? Uh, you know, it's stories like that, bro, that are so, so much fun around here. I mean, 
Um, you mentioned the missions trips, and, and that's one place where it was evidenced. I mean, we, we really do focus in on, on the, the presence and power, life of God. Um, and these students carried it, like, to Germany. We had this, this team that right. went to Germany last summer. Right. Prayed over this guy, this, this guy uh, hanging out in the streets. He had a broken leg. He had all kinds of pins inserted into his legs. Um, they prayed over him. And he was instantly dropping his crutches and walking around. Unbelievable. And a really cool thing. And, and then, then the next day, his girlfriend comes running back to find the team because they're in the same location. She's flipping out. And she's saying, you're not going to believe what happened. Uh, my boyfriend, he went to the doctor after you all did your thing, prayed for him. And um, the doctor said his leg is whole. And the doctor said that the pins, the metal in his legs are gone. Wow. And so, I mean, things like that happening with high school students doing it. And I, I think one of the secrets, if I was going to, in this moment, just to try to encapsulate it, I think part of it is, um, and it's kind of a, it's one of my heroes, Jeannie Mayo, uh, her, some of her words come to mind, that the youth ministry that prays together and plays together stays together. And I think it's that dynamic of really pressing in and praying and having a great time. Mm -hmm. Maybe we get lost sometimes on, on power, power, presence, power, power, and that's all we ever do. And we work hard and we, we seek it, and that's a great thing. But you only attract a certain kind of kid that will do that. Mm -hmm. um, but when you do that, and you also realize that having the life of God in you is enjoyable and fun, and it's incredible, and it brings such life to you that you enjoy playing together. So we'll have nights where we have you in, and you're just cramming holiness, man. You're just going crazy, and students are like, getting rocked. And then... Yeah, and then, scared. Some, some, <laughs> some scared. Most of them loving it. Um, but that's getting drilled into them, and I'm loving it. And then, um, then the next week we'll be having uh, we'll be breaking early, and we'll be having root beer floats out in the parking lot, and, right? You know, things like that. Sure. Um, really help with that dynamic. But we also just look to, uh, like I said earlier, we focus on the main things, but we don't negate everything else in right. youth culture. Right. We bring that in. I mean, I I do my best at 32 years old to dress Bro, acceptably. You're dead. Well, no kidding. <laughs> my back hurts, and it's just embarrassing. But. Um, you know, to bring in uh, cool components. I mean, I'm thinking of we had this missionary, this missionary guy come to uh, uh, to the church here, a miss missionary in Mexico, David Hogan. Right. And this guy's fiery. He's crazy. I know. He's wild. He's a, he's an amazing man of God, doing a great work. Um, and so this guy, though, he is not your average uh, youth group speaker. And he talked power of God talk. He talked. Uh, massive healings. He talked all kinds of insane ideas. Um, I loved it. And so what we did was I wanted Tag to hear some of it. So I preached, but I brought in four humongous screens. And we just, in a very cool way, shot, uh, took some of this guy's clips and put them up. And so he would preach them, and then I would come up. We'd shut down those four screens and put some cool stuff on the, on the background. I would come up and preach through some of the big core ideas I wanted them to capture. And so it brought these, mm. these big, holy, uh, incredible, powerful ideas just down to a, a kind of a normal level. Right. Does that make sense? Sure. So I think things like that, we just look for those kinds of opportunities. Um, well, and I think that's significant in that one of the things that God was doing with the, with the whole church... Um, you know, and bringing him in, you as the youth pastor said, okay, this is something that's taking place in the big church. How can I break it down for yeah. these kids 
to understand it, to not be offended by it, and to learn from it, and to become it. Right. But do it in a way in which they're not offended by some of the methods. Yeah. And so you took the message, you did it in a method that was a little clearer for, for high school students to understand and to be attracted to, mm-hmm. and it went from something that potentially could have brought some, some stirrings yeah. to, wow, something to build upon, and the ideas and the depth and the, the pressing that David Hogan brought added to tag. Yeah, and, right. and And there's a power of God emphasis there as a result of, of him being here. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, so good. Okay, Brent, why don't you take a moment and pray for these youth pastors and uh, students that are listening, and we'll end with your prayer. Yeah, you bet. Heavenly Father, we love you, and we are honored to serve you by serving your students. God, all over this country, there are incredible men and women who are in the trenches of youth ministry doing an amazing work. And right now, they don't feel like they're doing a great job. But Father, I pray that you would encourage them and bring life to their hearts and life to their ministry. And uh, bring the creativity they feel like they're lacking. And bring the encouragement in leadership development and volunteerism that they feel like they don't have. Lord, help them today to realize and to see that they have the creator of all and the greatest of all living inside of them. And that power of God lives in them to be able to accomplish everything that you've called them to do in their generation. Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray for encouragement and strength and a a rejuvenation right now for everyone that's listening to this. By the power of your Spirit, do a great work in them and cause their ministries to begin to thrive by the power of God. Lord, thank you for every one of them. As we go through this thing together, pray that we would become a great band of brothers and sisters to win this generation for Jesus Christ. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You've just heard one of the speakers from Desperation, a ministry of New Life Church in Colorado Springs. For more information on becoming a Desperation intern, attending one of our conferences, or joining the Desperation National Network for local churches, visit us at desperationonline.com.